Okay, Thanksgiving is past. And now we're moving on towards what? Christmas. Did somebody say spring? <laughs> I thought I heard somebody say spring. It's like spring outside, isn't it? I mean, it's so warm. It's supposed to be warm for a few days. Pray for our hunters who are going to be out in the woods for the next couple of weeks or hours or however long it takes them to get their deer. Uh, let's see. I need to fire up my laptop for a second. It'll be non-traditional, right? It's always a little different what Brad does, I know, I'm sorry. At least I do some things the same. What's that? Oh, I'm not allowed to say I'm sorry. I will, I will apologize for Bobble and Verses this morning. I, uh... What's sleep, right? <clears throat> but, um, I'll tell you what, Brian, let's go to those pictures while, while I fire this up. Christmas is coming. We're making our plans. Anybody start Christmas shopping yet? Okay, a few of us. Anybody planning on starting tomorrow? No online shoppers? Who are our last-minute shoppers? Okay, all right. <laughs> Can't Christmas Eve? Who are our Chris? Who who owns up to being a Christmas Eve shopper? I think if Pastor were here, he would be owning up to that too, right? Yes. Was Greg's hand up? Did I see Greg's hand up there? <laughs> yeah. Pray for Pastor and Rhonda. Rhonda's going to take his credit cards away because. He's home watching QVC. <laughs> Our pastor needs an intervention. <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. He's hooked. Um, all right, Christmas is coming, right? Anybody decorate their houses yet? Who decorated? Who has their tree up? Two trees, okay? Yeah. All right, so we have multiple trees up. Um, anybody have the outside of their house decorated yet? Okay. Ruth, was that the only hand I saw? Yeah? All right. Um, the perfect Christmas. A lot of people want to have the perfect Christmas, right? How about Christmas vacation? Clark wanted to have the perfect Griswold family Christmas, right? Um, but... We all have an idea in our minds of what Christmas is supposed to be like, right? And I, 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 I said to Pastor, somehow I wind up, I don't know what it is, Pastor and Rhonda always have something going on this time of year, and I, I always wind up preaching like this Sunday um, in, in the calendar year quite often. Yeah, so, uh, so anyhow, um, if, I, I like to talk about surviving the holidays, you know, a little primer, a little prep. If you remember last week, uh, I gave a little advice to the ladies. You remember what it was? I said, what? I said, do not expect your husband to read your mind while you're being stressed out planning and making a meal and all these things. Remember, he can't read your mind. Ask him to do things. 
And what do we tell the guys? Be a little intuitive and ask how you can help. Okay. So uh, anyhow, but how do you picture the holidays? Do you picture, uh, do you picture your front door, Brian? Do you, do you picture your front door looking like this? Hmm? Is that outstanding or what? Beth's giving Steve ideas right now. <laughs> she's like, she's like, do you see the red garland with the lights around that, Steve? I'll tell you what, we'll email, we'll email these to you, okay? Beth wants to drill holes in the front. Beth, we'll, we'll, we'll email these to you, okay? All right. Or if you'd like, we can post them on Facebook so you can get these ideas. And poor Steve, that's what you're gunning toward. Doesn't that look outstanding? Do you even see the, do you see this? The fake fluffy snow right there? <laughs> that is rich, I'm telling you. That is rich. Okay, um, I mean, is this what you imagine? Is this what you imagine your front door looking like, you know? When we painted our front door, what color did we paint our front door, you know? Well, yeah, it was called Foxy. It was this beautiful orange, orangish fall autumn color, you know? And, but it never gets anything done with it. It still looks like just a big orange slab of steel. But, you know, we, we get these ideas of, you know, you, you know, we want that. Do we get that, though? No, what we get is this. Brian, throw up the next one. Have you seen this picture? It's been shared around. <laughs> How would you like to have that guy as your neighbor? And if anybody's thinking about country music songs while I'm drinking out of this, no. No. Nobody sing Red Solo Cup. All right, now, I mean... Nice decorations and some smart Alec uh, right next to you. Okay. Um, or, 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 do you imagine, do you gun for, how many of us have children, let's say, 10 or under? Who has children 10 or under? Do you imagine, do you imagine your children looking like this? Hmm? Hmm? Do you, when you buy the Christmas dresses, is this what we imagine? Best thinking. Chloe would look really cute in a jacket like that. But no, aren't there? our children are beautiful on their own. But, I mean, don't we kind of imagine that old-fashioned Victorian-style Christmas deal? You know, the perfect snowman, the perfect, you know. Um, what was it? What's the next picture, Brian? Do we have this, this, this? Oh, yeah. How about, ladies, the perfect tablescape? Huh? That, that, that is, uh, that's rather stellar, I think. You know, uh, who's the who's the lady on the Food Network, Stephanie? That's always cooking, and she always talks about tablescapes. Sandra Lee is that? What's her name? Sandra Lee is that her name? Anyhow, or or of course Martha Stewart, which I have Martha's uh, calendar. By the way, we do this every year. This is the third year in a row. Now we're going to go through Martha Stewart's prep calendar, just in case you don't feel inferior enough in your Christmas decorations, because now your door doesn't measure up, your children don't measure up, and certainly, if your table measures up to this, can I come over and have dinner with you? But, um, you know, in case none of those uh, measure up, or do you when, you, when you cook Christmas dinner, or even your Thanksgiving dinner you had, do you imagine it looking like that? Hmm? Yeah. Is that, uh, is, is that what you see when you... Uh, when you're making Christmas dinner, isn't that gorgeous? You know. But here's the thing, and Brian, is there one more picture there? 
Go ahead, buddy. You know, do we envision Christmas like some, you know, Victorian or Rockwell painting? You know, the perfect atmosphere, the, the you know. There are all kinds of expectations that we lay on ourselves and we lay on our children and we lay on our spouses and we lay on our families and I said ourselves already, didn't I? It's the lack of sleep talking. But we lay all these expectations on ourselves at Christmas time. But you know what? All these details we try to line up at Christmas, don't we? But do you know that God lined up all the details for the first Christmas and he probably didn't stress about it. And Jesus wants to line up all the details for our own Christmas this year. And we try to line up all the items, get it all together, and if something's missing, oh, we stress and we fret and we forgot something at the meal or we forgot a gift that we wanted to get. Okay, so... In case there's not enough pressure to celebrate the perfect Christmas, let's just go to Martha Stewart's calendar for a minute. I really enjoyed, I don't know why, I, 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 it came to me as an idea one year. And um, Now, you can't read that, but um, he might be able to click on individual days, but I have it here, so I'll just share a few. Today's Sunday the 27th, right? So, um, today we, are, we should be, let's see, um, start our holiday shopping according to Martha Stewart. Now, I think it's off a few days. There's a few... Uh, mixed up days at the end of the calendar. Um, she says, put together a gift list and search for holiday sales in stores and online. Tomorrow, the 28th of uh, November, Martha apparently doesn't go deer hunting in Pennsylvania, but um, Martha says, make an advent calendar. Anybody here ever have an advent calendar? Anyone here ever make an advent calendar? Okay, yeah. All right. Advent calendars are really great ways, reminders to talk about the idea and lead us up to Christmas, but the whole idea of Christ entering into our history here on earth. Okay, so moving right along in the 29th, uh, update your Christmas card mailing list. Um, here we go. Um, the, the 30th, choose photos for your Christmas cards. Okay. And as a note, she says, stock up on holiday stamps and choose a special photo of the family to send season's greetings to loved ones. Anybody have anybody in your family who sends you one of those letters at Christmas time to remind you of how perfect their family is? And when you read them, you feel like you've just fallen so short of any... Um, those happen, okay? Um, <clears throat> we get those letters once in a while. Okay, 1st of December. Here we go. Um... Make handmade gifts. That's what Martha's going to be doing. Whether you're making monogram slippers or knitting a hat. Uh, these are just some ideas. Okay. For you. Uh, it's, it'll be time to get started. Friday the 2nd, send out your holiday Christmas party invitations. Okay. Uh, the 3rd, display your advent calendar. Okay. Uh, the 4th, hang your Christmas wreaths. All right. Uh, the 5th, replenish your wrapping supplies okay so go out shopping that day get together everything like wrapping paper ribbon gift tags bows uh, bags tape packing materials and tissue paper all right if anybody wants this you can go to martha stewart's website and download her calendar if you're an outlook express if you're a mac person whatever the case may be if you really like to torture yourself this way do this i know this is i'm going to keep going through here uh, on the sixth make stockings for christmas okay all right. 
Uh, on the seventh, mail your gifts to far away friends. The eighth, make holiday donations. The ninth, take ornaments out of storage. Okay. Um, oh, and as a note, she says, sort through last year's holiday ornaments and begin to create new ones by hand. Don't go shopping for them. Make them by hand. Uh, the tenth, pick your Christmas tree. Okay. Um, to your minds to water or check the water level daily. Uh, the eleventh, decorate your tree. Okay. Twelfth, finish decorating your house. Uh, see first photo that we put up, by the way, for reference of front door. Uh, the 13th, make and freeze cookie dough. Okay, enough to last a season. Address and mail your cards on the 14th. On the 15th, wrap your gifts. Okay, um, she said you can put sticky notes on the gifts before you tag them, just to, you know, as a reminder, so you don't forget whose gift. Anybody ever wrap a present and not mark it right that minute, and you're like, who's getting what? And then Christmas morning, someone gets something that's totally weird because it's not what you intended for them. Okay, the 16th, this is important, going back to that special tablescape, uh, plan your holiday centerpiece, okay? Um, start thinking about what type of centerpiece will be on your Christmas table and make a list of materials. The 17th, you'll be baking cookies. On the 18th, you will finalize your menu for Christmas Day. The 19th, you will add tags and bows to presents. Why wouldn't you do it when you wrap them? Okay. On the 20th, deliver boxed sweets. Okay. So you've handmade these sweets. Now you will deliver them by hand to those you love. Okay. Um, on the 21st, sweep the pine needles from around your tree. I'm not making this up, friends. I am not making this up. Uh, let's see, the 22nd, buy last-minute gifts. 23rd, choose linens and dishes for your table. Now, this is where the dates got messed up. There were a couple of double days, but it spread it all out through the calendar. Other items are picking up items for your holiday meal, filling stockings, okay, um, setting your Christmas table. I think you're supposed to set the Christmas table on the 23rd or 24th, actually. Uh, you'll be baking cookies for Santa on the 23rd uh, or the 24th, whichever you prefer. Enjoying Christmas dinner and carols on Christmas Eve. At some point, it got messed up. You're supposed to launder your linens, okay? You get them out, launder them, iron them, all these things. How many of us get these things done? I mean, in a real world, how many of us... <laughs> in Martha Stewart's world, that's how it goes down. Now, I'm not saying this to pick, I'm not I'm not saying this to pick on Martha Stewart, but Martha Stewart has this reputation of being the kind of lady who gets everything done perfectly, though, right? I do not have such a reputation, and that's okay, right? Now. We have all kinds of details that we like to get in place for Christmas. Decorations, lights on the tr lights, tree, candles, ornaments, stuff for your yard, greens, etc. Events. We got parties, we got open houses, church services, kids programs, plays, dinners, concerts. We got meals to cook for whether it's Christmas goose or a roast or turkey or ham or whatever it is you make. All the cookies. Don't forget the stuff for the punch, Stephanie, okay? Um, that's a joke. That's a joke about Thanksgiving. It wasn't the perfect Thanksgiving because Stephanie forgot to make punch. <laughs> what were you thinking? Okay. Who's still eating turkey, by the way? Anybody here still eating turkey? Yes. I love turkey soup. I love turkey soup. Okay. And then we got all the gifts to think of. So, this morning, we're going to the last book in the Bible. Revelation chapter 22. 
It's really hard to miss Christmas when you live around here, okay? Did any of you go out Christmas shopping on Black Friday for those door buster deals? Is there any, have, we, have we lost anyone in the congregation who was out there, got injured, pepper sprayed, or pushed, or punched? Did you hear about that stuff? I, a friend of mine uh, commented and said that it's amazing that the day after we say we're thankful for what we have, we go out and wrestle and push and fight for more stuff. Um, but anyhow. The ads are on the television. Your children are dropping hints. They're trying to be good because the whole Santa thing, okay. We don't want to be caught without having the right gift. But what's amazing is, with all the fanfare and all the hoopla and all the advertisement and things that go on to lead up to Christmas today, is it's this huge paradox compared to Christmas Eve somewhere around 2,000 years ago. Okay? Who do you think was fully prepared for the first Christmas, Christmas number one? Do you think people were jammed into the stores that day getting last-minute doorbuster deals? Were people decorating whatever kind of hut they lived in in Jerusalem, whatever kind of house or whatever they formed them out of? Do you think children were finding it difficult to sleep that night or that the synagogues were crammed with people because there was a special Christmas program going on? Obviously, no. But the first Christmas didn't go down without its own signals and signs that dated back a few centuries. The prophets in the Old Testament predicted a coming Savior, the Messiah, who would be born of a virgin, the Bible says, from the line of David, born in Bethlehem. All Jews, even the marginally religious ones, had known these things ever since they were little. Yet, on the eve of the very first Christmas, Things were pretty much business as usual. People came home from work. They cleaned up for dinner. Children played out in the dusty streets until it was bedtime. Spouses rolled over, gave a goodnight kiss before turning out the light. Ho-hum, life goes on, right? Except, perhaps, for people who still had to deal with the crazy census. The one that Caesar ordered. Because the people that still needed to register, their minds were occupied with getting to their hometown if they didn't still live there and filling out the necessary documents, paying a tax perhaps. And one young couple arrived in Bethlehem on just such a mission. Jesus was born, was put in a manger. Who really knew? Who knew when Jesus was placed in the manger? Joseph and Mary did, right? A couple animals, you know, if you hear the songs. But apparently no one. An angel woke up some shepherds to tell them the news. Some wise men were intrigued by a star and followed it. But apart from a couple of unlikely guests at a manger, or when Jesus was a little bit older, nobody else really seemed to notice the very first Christmas. Jesus came, and though many people had been waiting for him, very few people actually noticed that he arrived on the scene. The first Christmas might have been really easy to miss, but 
the subsequent ones that we go on our lifetimes. It's hard to miss Christmas, isn't it? From about, when, when do they put the Christmas stuff out in the stores? They usually put it out like right before, they sneak it in with the Halloween stuff, usually at like um, Wally World or at um, Lowe's or Home Depot. They start putting those trees up. And Jesus said that he's coming back again. All right, here we go. Revelation chapter 22, verse 7 says this. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And if we jump over to verse 12, and behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. And if we go to verse 20 of the same chapter, he who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Now, we talked uh, earlier on in the year about a brother from, I forget where he's from, who was on the radio and on the television talking about when Jesus was going to return. And I won't even name the brother, um, but I'll say this much. Um, obviously, we don't try to set a date on when Jesus is returning um, some people do engage in such activities, but I was very thrilled to see that this brother had repented of such attempts. And, and, and at least in humility, this man has realized that we can't put a finger on the exact date and time when Jesus is coming. Okay, So, moving along from that, we see from Jesus' words that he's coming. Here's a question. Have we done more to prepare though, for the celebration of a past event that happened almost 2,000 years ago, do we do, more to sell, do we do more to prepare for that than we do for an event that's coming? I mean, Jesus is coming back again. It says it in the Bible. I believe it. When it's going to happen, I don't know. You know? I, I, I like to expect that it could happen at any moment. You know? But... As people say, as years go on, you, you wonder, where? Well, I don't know when Jesus is coming back, and that's okay. You know, Jesus even said, even the Son of Man knows not the day or the hour when he'll return. But I know it's got to be soon. But where is my effort going? Is my effort more to celebrate the first time he came and to celebrate the, the anniversary of that event every year? Or is my effort more towards... His return. The stakes are a lot higher for this preparation than they are for celebrating a past event. Some of us might have a better idea how to prepare for a great Christmas than we know what to do to prepare for Him to suddenly appear. Maybe today. Maybe next year. Maybe you know, 10 years from now. I don't know. I mean, after all, Christmas decorations. What are Christmas decorations? Boil it down. Decorate. You have all the stuff in a box, don't you? In your attic somewhere, usually, or in the garage. You know, we get the same stuff out. We decorate. We purchase gifts. We wrap the gifts. You know, but sometimes the gifts are the same. You know, socks for dad every year or something like that. You know, a pack of bubble gum in the stocking. You know, maybe. What's that? And, and, and orange in the toe of the sock. Okay, we have our little traditions, you know, but I mean, you know, whether it's socks or, you know, t-shirts or whatever, we have these little traditions of our own, these little things that Christmas doesn't get too far out of hand for us 
we keep it in a controllable area of what we believe it should be. But we make plans with our family. Every year we have a kids program at Christmas time, right? We cook. We clean up. And there are lots of little exciting things. And I'm not bad-mouthing observing Christmas. Don't get me wrong here. But what I'm driving at is this. Really, what we need to be ready for and we would be ready to celebrate Christmas if we give attention to a few things more. And you know what? Even if we're not ready, Christmas is still going to happen. You know that? Whether you're ready or not, whether you buy all the gifts or not, Christmas is still coming. Christmas, we will celebrate. We will observe Christmas on December the 25th. Okay? And we'll do it again next year and the year following. But some basic things for us to keep in mind if we want to be fully prepared for Jesus' second coming. We need to be alert and be watchful. Okay. Has anybody caught the news at all this week? What happened with Black Friday sales? What was any of the news stories about it? Anybody catch any news stories about Black Friday you know, sales? What were they saying? Up? Up? What's that? Oh yeah, the violence for some of the places. But as far as uh, as far as the uh, the the numbers, you know what I mean. The numbers, the dollars. Break it down for me on the Business Channel. You know, dollars and cents. Retail sales were up from. Okay, and the year before that it was five percent, and the year before that it was four percent. So I mean, again, nothing unusual. It's the same old stories, but. Let me move along from this. Being alert, being watchful will help us to get ready to observe an event that's already taken place. Christmas, right? Be alert. Watch paper. Anybody get, an, anybody get the Thanksgiving uh, Day newspaper for all the Black Friday ads? Anybody ever get that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I, I get it. All right. We're alert. We're watchful for the good deals. Okay, how about future things? Are we alert? Are we watchful for the future things? Jesus said that to be ready for him to come again, we should also do this. Matthew 24, verse 42 says, Therefore, keep watch because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. All right? December 25th, really easy to keep track of. You can't miss it. What day is Jesus coming back? I don't know. We don't know. The key is to be alert, to be watchful, to be ready. Constant attention given all the time because Jesus could come at any moment. After all, Jesus said it would be soon. Which, another thing to keep in mind is this. We said first, be alert and be watchful. Second, we should be motivated to live godly lives if we want to be ready for the next event. Notice the perfect Christmas, but live godly lives. Okay, we've got the perfect picture there. Peter made it very clear. Second Peter chapter 3, 11 and 12, he said this, you should live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. At Christmas time, what do we tell kids? They should be good. They shouldn't be bad or else they'll get what? Lump of coal in the stocking. Anybody ever get a lump of coal in the stocking? Anybody ever get that? Like a practical joke at all? Really? Okay. <laughs> we won't ask what you did. Okay. You towed the line then afterward. Okay. But 
the prospect of Santa Claus coming will spur lots of children on to good works, won't it? Right? Sure. It's amazing how good kids can be whenever we threaten them with Santa Claus. Uh, anyhow. But Jesus coming back has a lot more to do than candy or a lump of coal in a stocking. Okay? We should live holy, godly lives, not getting too attached to this world. This world's not our home after all. We're just passing through. Peter said we're like aliens and strangers here. People whose citizenship is in heaven, not on this earth. So, let me ask, would you like to be less tied to a materialistic Christmas? It's a nice idea, isn't it? Every year I keep thinking about that. How can we spend this Christmas being a little less focused on material things? Okay, Would you like to be tied deeper to God through prayer? Would we like to put an end to a secret little habit? Would we like to be passionate about sharing our faith? However it is, we need to start living that way now. Making preparations. We don't know the day, but Jesus is coming soon. Third, if we want to be ready for the next event, we should encourage each other. All right? Soon, we'll be saying Merry Christmas a lot. It's a common greeting when you interact with people. People will say Happy Holidays. You got the whole politically correct war thing on saying Merry Christmas. People want to say Happy Holidays. However, you say it, people will soon be saying Merry Christmas a lot. Or if you like to watch the movie Elf, you'll pick up the phone and say, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Okay. I think I did that to Rhonda a couple of times. I saw she was calling the color ID. <clears throat> but we encourage each other to have an election. Anybody say happy Thanksgiving to somebody? Sure. We started days before, all right? We can do the same thing as we prepare for Jesus' second coming. After that, listen to this, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 and 18. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Are you feeling like you're going through something alone? How great would it feel to have somebody to encourage you by saying it won't last? Now, I believe we had a discussion uh, at work about the phrase, this too shall pass. You know, uh, I'm, 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 nowhere in the Bible do I know where that exact phrase is, okay, is what I'm driving at here. But we can encourage each other with the idea that one day this will all pass. This will not last forever, friends. Whatever the situation, whatever's going on in your community, the hurt will not last forever. Encourage somebody and lift them up. Hebrews 10.25 says, But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Capital D on day, the day, resurrection. Okay? Seek each other out. Pat each other on the back. I mean, Sunday mornings, when, when pastor encourages us to go around, give somebody, you know, hug them around the neck, handshake, tell them hi, 
It's not just a formality, friends, even though it can be that. That's not what it's about. It's the idea of encouraging each other, of touching each other's lives, will help get us forward in whatever we're going through. Hang in there. Hang on to Jesus. Keep up the good work. He's coming soon. Encourage each other. We shouldn't bring each other down. We should feel free to express our hope in the return of Jesus to other Christians. We need to hear it. We need to remind each other of it. Fourth, we should persevere. Listen to what Paul tells Timothy about Christian living. 1 Timothy 6, verses 12 and 14. Fight the good fight of faith. I charge you to keep command, keep this command, excuse me, without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Persevere. Don't give up. As Pastor likes to joke about the end line and, or close to the end in the movie uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, you know, endeavor to, I can't say it like Pastor does, endeavor to persevere. We need him here. Tell him, you know, send him a text, Ron, to tell him that, you know, we need his. Uh, Sometimes we get tempted to think it's not worth it. Sometimes we'll be tempted to think Jesus isn't coming back in my lifetime. Sometimes we will be tempted to turn away. If you haven't yet, you will. Don't worry about it. Sometimes we are tempted to take our eyes off Jesus while we wait. We'll be tempted to make a compromise in our daily living here or there because it's been how long already and Jesus hasn't come back yet. But don't give in to such temptations. Persevere. What's the best strategy for lifelong perseverance? Remember, Jesus is coming soon. So, those are the basics. To be prepared for the return of Jesus. There's so many details that God has in place for what's going to happen. And I'm only less than halfway through this sermon so we're going to call this a transition point, friends. Let me ask you, last week we talked about, two weeks ago we talked about preaching what you practice. We hit on it again last week. The whole idea, when we talked about David and Goliath, David could have gone out there and said, oh my goodness, that guy's twice my size. David could have gone out and said, oh my goodness, this guy's going to tear my head off. But what did David do when he faced Goliath? We said last week, he talked very little in that chapter. And I think it was chapter 17. He talked very little about Goliath. He only mentioned Goliath twice, right? How many times did David talk about when he went out to face Goliath? How many instances do we have in that chapter of David talking about how big his God is? A lot more. We said there was... It was what was it? It was like a two to five ratio or something like that. In other words, he talked about God more than twice as much as he talked about his problem. You and I need to talk about God, about Jesus' second coming, more often than we talk about the troubles that we have and the heartache that we have, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our community, whether it's in this state, this nation, whatever the case may be. We need to encourage each other by talking about how big our God is. And yes, we have seen heartbreak. We have felt heartbreak. But let's talk about the healing presence of our Savior. Let's encourage each other with the idea that Jesus is coming back again. Let's lift each other up and not tear each other down. 
it's worth it. Some of us may have never celebrated the perfect Christmas. I don't know what you grew up with. Not all of us have celebrated the perfect, idyllic, you know, Victorian Christmas. Our kids may not go out and sing Christmas carols on the street dressed like that, you know. Our front door may not look like that photograph, you know. Our snowman may not be that good. Our children may not wear beautiful little Victorian clothes, but it's okay. That's all right. Because one day, all of this will be gone. One day we'll be in the presence of a loving Savior and our God who created us. All such heartbreak is going to be forgotten. Tears will be away. Hurts will be gone and not remembered. Encourage your family, encourage your spouse, your children with preaching what you practice and practicing what you preach. Talk about, talk about the fact that your Savior is coming back. Be prepared for the next one, all right? We're not going to miss Christmas. It's not going to be the perfect Martha Stewart Christmas, and that's okay. But if we are ready for our Savior to enter into our timeline to fix our history, it's going to be a great Christmas.